It's the favorites presented by FanDuel. Football season is here and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. I love betting with FanDuel because their app is safe, secure, and easy to use. And when I win, I get paid fast. So use promo code favorites and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more. This football season must be 21 or older and in select states. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. In Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, call 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY 467369 in New York. Tennessee red line is 1 800 889 9789. Call 1 800 522 4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Welcome to the favorites, the podcast. The live version, if you're listening to us on AMP, the Volume Podcast Network, I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. I am joined, as I am for every episode, by my co-host, my companion, my compadre, my BFF, professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello. Chad, how we doing, buddy? I can already tell that you're nervous about the fact we are live, because normally you'll be like, Chad, how you doing, buddy? And you got a little bit of something to say, but you're so nervous that you're going to get fired for what you're saying on live radio. All you could say was, how you doing, buddy? I actually don't even care if I get fired, but it's more like, am I about to just ruin my life? I mean, people nowadays can't do for the simplest things. Chad knows, I think jokes are meant to push boundaries. I go over the line plenty of times, and Matt Mitchell luckily cuts most of it out. Now there is no ripcord. I can ask you, your political views are are you a scientologist chad but <laughs> we can just do sharp calls either way nothing's really gonna change from the show i just might if a joke pops in my head i might repeat it before i actually just say it where usually i would just say it without thinking so that'll probably be the biggest change fortunately producer matt mitchell has a pause button it's like snl we've got a seven second delay i can't do it we'll do it live no. we'll do it live Fuck it. hey thanks chad thanks bill o'reilly this is the producer matt As Chad alluded to, exciting announcement. Uh, Moving forward, all episodes of The Favorites will be available live as they record. Our corporate overlords at The Volume Podcast Network have struck a deal with AMP, a new live listening platform from Amazon. So you can listen to all of these episodes with Chad and Simon as they record every Tuesday and Thursday. So you've got three ways to listen. You can go to the Apple Store and download the free AMP app which is available on Apple devices, or you can access the web version, which is onamp.com, and you'll be searching for at the favorites, which is our channel, or you can use any Alexa-enabled devices and just say, hey Alexa, play the favorites on AMP. The show records every Tuesday and Thursday. Tuesdays, it will record just after 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and on Thursday mornings, it will record just after 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Again, that is Tuesdays at 1.30 and Thursdays at 11 a.m. So if you guys want to join us live, that's great. 
If you don't care about any of this, the podcast version, the normal version of this show, will have no changes whatsoever. It will be available just about midnight every Tuesday and Thursday night. Thanks again for listening. I hope to see a lot of you on our new AMP live feeds. And for those of you thinking about betting the Chiefs, remember that the Buffalo Bills are America's most popular, best, and most cherished franchise. And I'll be gorging myself on the tears of Kansas City fans come this time on Monday. Go Bills. Um, (laughs) You mentioned sharp calls. Of course, we will get to sharp calls in this edition of the Favorites podcast. Reminder, here's the rundown for today. We will try to get closer to finishing our final five, which we will put into the Action Network app, the free award-winning Action Network app. On Sunday around noon, you can follow us, the Faves Five in the Action Network app. Simon and I usually call each other after we um, do our show, Convince Me, which is also live in the Action Network app, on Action Network YouTube, on uh, Twitter at Action Network HQ. So we will get to our final five. We will get to our big balls bet of the week. I got a pretty good feeling I know what it's going to be, and I'm actually feeling really good about it. Uh, We'll do some scooch roulette. We'll do our Moneyline underdog round robin parlay. And of course, we will start with Sharp Calls. Hello, who's there? I'm talking. Ring, ring, telephone ring. Somebody said, baby, what you doing? Yeah, and a lot of people are hoping it's like last week where I'm getting some big bets. I get big bets from different groups every week. It's just certain groups where those are the ones that make you pause because you know it's obviously a key position. So none of those this week. I mean, I've, I got a couple of games we were about to talk about where, you know, these these groups have hit big, but nothing nothing compared to what that was last week. So that's that was just one of those, like, I really had to take a position because, again, we talked about Miami, and then obviously I, I learned quickly we were stepping in it. Um, this week – the biggest one that I think me and you are going to disagree with them on is they like the Bills. Um, a bunch of different smart groups have come in on the Bills. They love the number. They think the two and a half is a great number. They like they still like them at three. Um, it's it's split, though, where I know a couple other pros taking a position on Mahomes, but it's not to the extreme of guys taking real money and putting on the Bills right now. So if you're trying to figure out what side the professionals are on, I would say they feel better about the Bills or I don't know how Chad feels. I still feel like the Chiefs are going to be the right side to take. Like I, I well, again, we'll break it down. But well, let me I just, just give my—I'll quickly give my opinion on this, and we will break it down. But it feels like if we're just looking at these two teams on the—if we're just looking at the number and not the teams—you're automatically playing the home underdog. But we'll we'll dig deeper. What's your next one? <laughs> Yes, at the most caveman level, Chad is spot on. Uh, we would definitely blindly would just take a home dog. Um, the next big one, I thought it was no surprise because we had touched on it, the Saints. I knew pro, I knew the pros were going to love the Saints in this position. It's just basically we think something's wrong with that Cincy offense. We think, we think whatever is going on with Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow just is not gelling right now. And a Saints team, again, with Hill back there with Andy Dalton, they just feel like they know exactly what they are. And you saw this week they're getting guys back. I mean, Michael Thomas is back practicing. That's big for them, getting him back. He's obviously still does what he does. You watched him earlier in the year. He gets open. Like, again, it doesn't matter how old these guys get. If you can know how to make and break out of routes, it's such a key thing. So that number's a fluctuating. I was shocked to see it. I woke up one morning, what was it, yesterday, 
it might have been down to plus one, then shot back up to plus two, and now it's back one and a half. So definitely a battle of the pros versus the Joes on that one. And then the next one, again, no surprise. I, I felt like right when the game came out, I knew that pros were going to love it and that I was going to take a position with them. The Eagles. The Eagles were down to four and a half. You saw a really sharp group come in heavy. They took it at the four and a half. They shot it right up to six, six and a half at some books. Don't feel as confident at that number. I like it. Still right. would still take it there. But, I mean, the four and a half, the five and a half, we talk about all the time. That's, that's under the six, the key number. That's just a great number. And there was no surprise. They waited until it was official. Cooper was going to be the quarterback, and they pounced. So, again, those are games we'll touch on. Um, I'm, I'm kind of out probably on having the Chiefs in our contest. We'll see how Chad feels. Um, just because, again, I know these smart groups. Again, nothing crazy money-wise, but enough, like six figures bet enough on the bills that – Give me pause. It's like, okay, clearly this game is more, more, uh, more of a coin flip than I thought it was taking a plus three with the Chiefs at home. Uh, I should remind people that our foxhole bet was the Saints plus two. Still love it. Falling in love with it a little bit more every day. We'll dig in a little bit deeper. Simon says when it was Atlanta plus five and a half. And the exact decision by me was Cleveland minus three. We didn't get any conversations about that, but you and I will dig a little bit deeper on those games. Um, let's start with Atlanta. So Atlanta plus five and a half. It's your Simon Says. I really liked it at five and a half. I think the lean for the wise guys might be on the favorite here. I think based on the fact that you're getting a Niners defense that isn't just strong against the rush, number one against the rush. And Atlanta, if they're anything, they're a rush-dominant offense. And then I think there's some law of averages, regression to the mean in play here, where there could be concern, can you keep rolling it over on Atlanta? They're now 5-0 and against the spread. Is that just going to come back to earth for them? All of that said, I still like Atlanta five and a half. I just understand why people might have a lean on the Niners. What say you, Simon? I honestly think it's kind of the perfect number. It's like every book knows that every Joe Schmo will just throw uh, San Fran into a teaser. Why wouldn't you? The 49ers are a good team. Viewed as a top three, top four team right now in the NFC. I just think people don't realize how injured they are. They just have a lot of injuries on that team where – yeah, to me, Cordell Patterson's a big deal for Atlanta. They just threw new guys in there. Apparently, this run scheme works, and it doesn't really matter when you got a guy like Mariota that can also run with it that's always taking one defender away. That, like, that's why that read option is such a big deal. So I, I get the pause, Chad, because I guess you're looking for more movement. But I just think that's a smart number. Um, it touched five, and then it bounced back up to five and a half. I, I have no conviction with Atlanta. Like, it's just one. There's a couple of games this week. Um, I just feel like we have no choice and we have to bet. Like, there's just certain numbers. Like, this is one of these few home dogs where it's like, you're right, maybe this should be seven, seven and a half, but because Atlanta covered last week, it's not. And just because they're 5-0 and ATS, it's not. But the public isn't actually hammering this number. It's kind of been flipped, um, mixed. Depends on the books you go to and look at their numbers. It's split between the public and the Sharps, um, sides and tickets. So, I, I don't know. I still like Atlanta. But, yeah, am I shocked it's sitting there still five and a half? 
Not really. Just because of the teaser factor. Again, that's just such a big thing you have to factor into nowadays where it's like, yeah, they just are going to tease it down to the to the minus half or one or plus one, whatever it is, and they'll just take the 49ers to win outright. I definitely still like Atlanta plus five and a half. Do I like it as much as some other games uh, that will keep it in our final five? I'm not quite sure yet. Depends on where the numbers <laughs> end up midweek. Let's go back to the Saints for a second. Love the Saints here. Just love them. Here's what's really interesting to me, and I was listening to um, – Listening to the Action Network podcast with Stucky and Chris Raybon earlier this morning, and they're killing it this year. Uh, and Stucky pointed out that the Bengals this year, their offensive line is so bad that even the guys on the edges who were supposed to be coming in in a rebuilt offensive line are rating out as bottom 10 for their position along the offensive line. And while the saints haven't been getting a lot of pressure, they still have really good defensive ends. And if there ever is a game where they could get themselves healthy to start forcing more pressure, it's this game. And the other thing that was really interesting to me, Joe Burrow, we all know is amazing against the blitz. When he's not getting blitzed, he's a pretty average to below average QB rating. And the Saints are not a blitzing team. So this just feels like schematically a great spot for the Saints. And it feels like a good spot for a team that's now been home for two straight weeks after playing in London. And the Bengals are still getting sort of a post-Super Bowl Joe Burrow bounce. Yeah, it's funny. When you just read a stat like that, it's like, imagine knowing that you have a guy that does really well against a blitz, but terrible against just four rushers, and you still can't fix that O-line. So teams don't even need to blitz. They can just keep sending four. Again, pressure on Joe. Um, yeah, the Saints one, I would say I really liked it when I saw the number came out. I knew I was going to be on it just because, like, the Bengals should not be favoring this position. This is basically the public deciding a line here. But I don't know. It's like the more the more you read, the more you see of Joe, I just feel like they're failing. Like, again, another team that's just failing, like you just talked about the own line. They brought all these guys in, but the system's clearly not working. Like, they're still getting a pressure. So, yeah, the, the Saints number, we were obviously hoping to get a better number on it, but plus two is fine. Like, again, anything above a pick to me is a good number in this matchup. Yeah. So, I, I, in, in our contest, I knew we were probably going to agree on this and have this one in there. It's just – I just feel bad for Joe. It's like this should be – this should just be such a better season. They had the money. They had the capital. They went out and signed the guys for the O-line. And here, again, we're through five weeks – it's just not working still. So I'm, I'm 100% with you that the Saints just felt like me and you were going to be on no matter what. Your response is so, and the look on your face right now and the way you're playing with your hair, it's so filled with anxiety. I'm so, like, I felt like you should be saying, yeah, of course this is going to be. This is a no-brainer. By the way, all respect. I know Joe Burrow is our teammate on the volume. I don't give a fuck. If he's having a hard time, I don't give a fuck if <laughs> like he's not getting along with Zach Taylor. Like, does he care if our numbers tank in this podcast? No, it's a zero sum game <laughs> right now. The Saints are two point underdogs at home with a better scheme and a really good defense. And Michael Thomas coming back and Alvin Kamara two weeks back and getting healthier. Give me the Saints plus two. That's it. I don't need anxiety. 
Yeah, well, you're not betting crazy money on it. Mine's feel mine is it feels like it's too easy, Chad. Like that that's my issue. It's like this feels Listen, too easy. And that's always I want the you to know, moments. I've increased my units. After week four, <laughs> after week four. Unit shamed you? I wasn't even trying to unit shame you. I was just just I just felt like you needed to up it a little bit. Um I, like I can't after, I can't text my runner say bet this certain amount without him being like, Who is this for your little brother? Like I needed to be a little more. <laughs> You didn't ask any questions. It wasn't even trying to unit shame you. It was just a simple, uh, I can't text him the amount you said. Simon, you can't shame my unit. I'm unshameable. <laughs> um, all right. So we love the Saints. We yeah. still like Atlanta. Uh, let's talk about Cleveland because it's a really interesting matchup. It doesn't make sense to me why this game opened at two and a half. It got moved up to three. I think it's still the right side. Uh Cleveland has the best running offense in the NFL, right? Nick Chubb is the best running back. Nick Chubb, his yards after contact would make him the fourth highest total for rushing yards <laughs> wow. in the NFL right now. He's leading the league in rushing. He's tied with Saquon Barkley. But if you took, if you only counted his yards after contact, 415, he'd be fourth in the NFL in rushing. The problem with the Browns is they can't play defense. So essentially, we like this game. At least I did. I bet it at two and a half. Because I was getting two relatively evenly matched teams, and I was getting the home team at less than a field goal, I'd still probably play Cleveland minus three. Yeah, and it's again two and a half. I got no issue with it. Um, I feel like the books are kind of looking at what you just said that if Belichick can run the ball right and control the clock, just what the exact same thing the Browns want to do, then this number's good. Like this game will come down to most likely a field goal. Um, so it is. It is, is a little worrisome where the more you look at this Browns team, that's the glaring thing that pops out is you can run the ball on them. And that's kind of what the Patriots need to do with a rookie quarterback starting here on the road. So still like the Browns. I'm kind of with you, Chad. Like, I would still bet it how the Patriots dominated Detroit last week in the trenches. What's to say they can't turn around and do that against Cleveland? It's all about Bill taking the ball out of a rookie's hands. And last year with Mac, he did as much as he could. They made it to the playoffs that way. So it's just – he kind of has, kind of knows he needs to do with these young quarterbacks and put them in the best positions. But to me, it's just like, Brissett's better than people realize. This Browns team has been really good. Again, if you look at them on paper, it could easily be five and zero. Oh. Every game they've lost, they've lost by like a last second field goal or a last second touchdown from Joe Flacco. It's like they kind of had these fluky losses this year, and they just played tough, tough, tight games. I got no issue with what you're saying, Chet. Like I, I still would take it. I just know it means you're going to come Sunday and we're just going to be like, should we take that or should we just take one of these eight-point dogs that we like? And that's always the hardest part about doing this. I think we can do both. <laughs> I'm not letting you get both. i tell you that much now. Start the NFL week off right with a no-sweat, same-game parlay every Thursday from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. It doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account. Every Thursday night, you'll get free bets back if your NFL same-game parlay doesn't hit. Same-game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday, for example. Tonight, my favorite bet is the Bears to cover the under and Justin Fields over passing yards. Build your own or choose from one of the popular SGPs pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. 
However you want to play, you can bet the NFL every Thursday night with a no-sweat same-game parlay. And with FanDuel's new live same-game parlays, you can continue building SGPs even after the game has started. Just sign up with promo code FAVORITES if you don't already have an account. That's promo code FAVORITES to get free bets back if your SGP doesn't hit. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older and in select states. Three or more legs and minimum $1 bet required. Refund issued is non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max free bet $5 restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text Hope NY in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. The Miami Dolphins, they've announced their starting Skylar Thompson. Uh, we said earlier in the week, we wanted people to wait to take Miami before we saw who the yeah. quarterback was. Skylar Thompson gets announced. And also the ping pong tables get removed, <laughs> which clearly the Dolphins now mean business. The line shot up to three and a half. As soon as it shot up to three and a half, I bet the Dolphins plus three and a half. Wow. I wish I had the confidence you had. I, I, again, I'll probably end up on this. I'm hoping to get to the four. Um, like the pub will just come in heavy on the Vikings against a third string quarterback. And I'll take that value. I don't know how to cap the game though. Cause to me, the way they're talking is as if, as if no matter what, um, even if Teddy gets healthy, Bridgewater won't come in and be the quarterback. I just feel like he's playing mind games. Like McDaniels just feels like he's playing mind games right now with us in the media and, and the other team. It's got to be Teddy, right? If Teddy comes back and he's cleared, they can't just – they wouldn't just start that kid that really literally could not really do anything against that Jets team last week. Um, that would be bizarre to me. Again, we like the matchup. The Vikings have done a lot of traveling. They just flew all the way back from England, came home, played a game. Now they're flying down to Florida. They'd be, like we talked about, they'll be in the sun for this game. A lot of things where we just like Miami. So I'm kind of with you, Chad, where I'll, I'll blindly bet this at the number. I'll get it whenever it gets to four or three, whoever, whoever the quarterback is. I just don't know if it's going to be one of my five biggest bets this week because it's just, I, I don't know really how to model out this quarterback that I really have no numbers on. Um, it's just, it's kind of a toss up situation here. I will look, I will remind everybody that right now, the only game we love, despite you didn't show any enthusiasm for it because you just feel sad for Joe Burrow. I do. Is the Saints plus two. I mean. The only game we love right now. Yeah. I, again, there's yeah, like. We talked about. There's, there's four, yeah, four games you haven't talked about that I love. There's a lot. There, I've, got, I've got a list of, of six. I've got a list of uh, six teams, seven, that we haven't talked about yet that we'll get to. But these were like when we talked on Tuesday, I'm going on the list of the games that we loved the most. And this is interesting, just how things evolve over the course of the week. So the other one, Eagles minus four and a half. We talked about it. It's now up to six in some places. 
We both bet it. Eagles minus four and a half. Um, look, I'm just not a buyer on the Cowboys. They have an amazing defense, but they've beat up during this Cooper Rush rush. They've beat up on a Washington O-line that stinks, a Cincinnati O-line that stinks, a Rams O-line that stinks. Okay. That doesn't impress me. Against the Rams, they had fewer first downs. They had more penalties. They averaged fewer yards per play. They had multiple fumbles they recovered. Cooper Rush completed 10 passes. Tony Pollard had a touchdown for 57 yards. They had a fumble recovery for a touchdown, and they blocked a punt that they converted into a field goal. Like, this is not a dominant team in any way. The Eagles kind of are a dominant team. So I see why the numbers move from four and a half and higher. I think in the context, if we got to play a midweek number of six or six and a half, it makes me a little bit more nervous. But I still think the Eagles win this game pretty handily. Yeah, and again, it was no, I was not surprised at all to hear that a bunch of professional groups took a position on the Eagles. That, just, that was just a really good number of four and a half. My biggest reason I didn't really move on it was just this Eagles team in the second half. I just, it's real. Like them struggling in the second half. It's been five weeks. Every single game, they've done it. Like they led teams back into these matchups, and it's it's definitely an issue. So four and a half, I love it. Like I feel like you just talked about six, six and a half. You definitely need to think, is there is there value still in this number? Um, I would still bet it. Obviously, I still like it, but I was gonna make one of my bigger bets this week of four and a half, and I, I missed that. So still love the Eagles, still would take a position on them. Don't mind taking the contest either. Even if it's six, we could talk about it. I wouldn't hate it. Um, it's just it's just unluckily the fact that, uh, you know, the Cowboys, usually they're public darlings. I thought the public would be all over them in this position against this Eagles team that had such a bad game last week against Arizona. So it's interesting what you just talked about. Now I'm looking at our site. A lot of the money late has come in heavy on this Eagles team. So they're looking like the public side right now. Saints plus two. Love it. Let's talk about the Steelers plus eight and a half. Because... Could it be? Will it be? Is it? Our big balls bet of the week. I'll do it, but I'm gonna put it all on you. If you want, if you if you want me, like I stood last week with the Jets in my heart. If you want to stand with the, the Steelers in your heart, I'll do the big balls. I'm gonna bet them. I just I can't find any logical reason other than the fact that who the hell are the Bucks to be getting eight and a half against anybody? They just they're just not right right now. Um but I'll give it to you, Chad. You got some big balls making this your big balls bet because I just this this Steelers team looks absolutely broken right now. In this spot, historically, forget about you know using the Action Network, uh, Action Labs database, going back twenty something years, millions of data points. Teams in this spot, they get blown out. They're heavy underdogs. And they're getting fewer than 30% of the bets. They covered a 61% rate historically, right? Want to narrow it down even further. Week six dogs off a loss of seven or more covering at 62%. Week six dogs below 50% against the spread since 2005 covering at 67%. I get it. Like it's a buy low spot. I'm a little disappointed. And it's a bet you just have to make like you're just pretty much saying. Yeah, that's that's what makes it the big balls better than week. It, <laughs> it is it is by definition 
what you have to do. You got to hold your nose. You got to buy low. You got to sack up. And you got to bet the Steelers at plus eight and a half. Like, do you think this takes more balls or do you think taking the Panthers with a, a new head coach and an, a no-name at quarterback takes bigger balls? I just think – That was the other one I was thinking for our big balls bet. I, like, I just think that it takes much bigger balls to bet a team that looks as bad as the Steelers do. To take the Panthers at, like, what is it, plus 10 right now? To take them against a team that nobody has a lot of faith in, in the Rams, that has looked really bad – Everybody's going to be on the Panthers. That doesn't take balls. Not a betting just, split, but that's fair. Takes balls to bet the bet the Steelers. <laughs> it is, and I won't take any of your glory if it hits. This is this is I because I am betting it, but this is truly Chad's moment here, taking them as his big balls. But this is one where your runner goes, man. Whoever, whoever <laughs> you were talking to about that one, that guy, he's got serious. Serious courage. Not at all. They would all love that bet. That's a bet a bunch of us are probably going to make this week. I'm just saying it's just one of those where it's like, I got nothing. Chad's exactly right, though. This is a spot play. This is a trend play. The numbers back up, too. Like, my numbers say you're getting a good number here. But it's like, I I, I have zero faith of going to the window with this one. Like, I got so, no faith going to so the window. So what you're saying is you definitely do not want to put this in the contest. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I Again, Sunday weird shit happens. I, I, I don't sleep, so... Through the night, it can pop in my head. I can visualize it and see it and be like, you know what, Chad, spot on. We'll throw it in there. But yeah, as we sit here on Thursday morning, no no way. All right. How about Seattle Seahawks plus three? There we go. That's what I've been waiting on. Love Seattle. Love, love Seattle. Yeah, love the matchup of the Seattle offense. I think Geno is, what, number three or number four right now in the league in a QB, QBR rating, a bunch of other pass metrics. Mm-hmm. The guy is on a roll. His outside weapons, DK Metcalf, Lockett, healthy. Going up against the secondary of the Cardinals, that has been absolutely terrible. They give up the 30th most receiving yards right now. That's a bad spot for this Cardinals team to be put in. And, again, no shock. The public has come in heavy on um, the Cardinals just because they are on paper a better team than the Seattle team. But – I still think they're just being underrated Seattle team. Again, a home dog, divisional dog in this position. The books might be sucking me and Chad in. We'll pay for it because this this is usually really good to us taking this number in this position. I'm happy to take Seattle in this spot, especially coming off such a brutal non-cover last week when they should have covered. Feels like we're getting a little bit of value, just the fact that people lost money on them last week. It doesn't make any sense to me that Arizona is – and this this line is down to – It's based off last year, though. They're, they, they made the playoffs – Coming yeah, yeah no, year, I get it. Look, you the look at their win total. Yeah. The line the line is down to two and a half, by the way. It's no longer at, at three. Still um, hate it. Still take it at two and a half. I, I agree. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. You've got a better coach in Pete Carroll right now. Yeah. As you said, a better quarterback in Geno Smith, better weapons on the edges, a better offensive line, a more explosive passing offense, the second most explosive passing offense now, the most explosive passing offense yeah, might be number one. in the NFL and the second worst defense <laughs> yeah. in defending explosive pass plays in Arizona. Um, again, if we're playing the blind game, you've got a short home dog in a division game. You're going to bet Seattle. Yep. And again, it's just there's a bunch of these bets this week. I just felt like I didn't have a choice. It's just automatically as soon as you saw the number, it's like, well, I already know what side I'm going to be on. And then the numbers and the trends back it up. And again, 
tell people all the time, that's how you build out these things. You just don't go off one thing. You're looking for all of it connected. And that's definitely one of these spots where Seattle, I would love to fade them because um, it's just been insane how good Gino has been. But maybe Gino with the right pieces around him, this is who he is. He's not that quarterback we saw with the New York Jets. You know what he's amazing at? He is so good at stepping up into the pocket, towing the line of scrimmage, keeping his eyes downfield, and finding a guy who's just raced beyond all the coverage. Yeah, he's great at that. And he's using all of it. Like he's been using Will Disley as his tight end and the DK Metcalf aspect of it, where if he's in any type of trouble and he knows he needs to just get rid of it on third down. He's doing something I wish all quarterbacks would do if you have a big receiver. Just throw it to your guy up in the air. He'll either get the ball or he'll bat it down for you. Like, it's just – that's just that's something I'll never get with these big receivers. It's like, just put your guy in the position to win. And DK has been winning for him. And, like, that's that's the crazy part about the Seattle team. As much as we praise Russ, it's like he actually had pretty good weapons around him up there in Seattle. It wasn't just all about Russell Wilson these last couple of years. All right. So uh, we like Seattle. We like New Orleans. As always, uh, like the Eagles at a good number. We like the Eagles at a good number. We still like Atlanta, but I'm going to bring up a couple more teams. And if I don't bring up the guy, the games that you've liked in the last 48 hours, yeah, feel free. Uh, are we liking the Jets against the Packers plus seven? Yes, and still like like them at seven, like them seven and a half. I mean, everyone in the world that's like the you know, the guy that likes to get the clicks and the likes on social media is like, did you know that Green Bay after a loss is 10 and 0 straight up and 10 S ATS? Like, I get it. LaFleur bounces back after all these losses. Let's go through it this year. They only had one loss the following week they played against the Bears. Remember what happened in that game, Chad? Pretty sure Field scored and they would have covered in that game. So yep. I just have a worry now with this Green Bay offense. I just don't think they're consistent enough to be fair by this many points. On the flip side, I like what the Jets have done. Like, they 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 drafted well. We already talked about – I didn't see these kids impacting this early. Sauce Gardner might be a top-five corner right now. The guy is legit a shutdown corner. Again, you could say it's not a big deal because they don't have any receivers anyway on Green Bay. It is, though. They can just turn them into exactly what Green Bay doesn't want to be, which is one-dimensional. They're just going to have to run the ball. That's going to be easy to prep for. Flip on the offensive side, they have a nice two-headed running backs right now. They got Carter – they got the rookie Bryce that they drafted. Um, again, Hall Hall didn't look good the first couple of weeks. If you look at his numbers now, this rookie running back for the Jets, he's improved every single week, and that's something we're looking for as the season goes along. Which guys aren't going to be shook by the league? Which ones are going to keep improving? That's big for this Jets team. They need an identity. So, again, it's scary back in Zach Wilson, but at 7.5, it's still out there, that 7.5. Let's grab it. You got to grab it against a Green Bay team that's just struggled this year. They The only team they really dominated and put away was the Bears, and we just touched on it. The Bears probably showing lost by seven points. So I think you're getting a good number with this Jets team. It's going to be a public dog, but I'm on it. Yeah, I think that we need to, as the preeminent sports betting podcast <laughs> in the world, you and I need to make a rule on sample size. Like, because there are so many yahoos out there now who are claiming to be sports betting experts, we're getting Matt LaFleur 10 and 0 in his career, or we're getting, you know, the Packers have done this historically. Like that's all fucking bullshit. Give me a sample size. That is at least a hundred games. Give me a sample size that shows consistency during the modern era 
of football. Don't give me sample sizes that include what the Packers have done in 50 years or what have happened, what has happened in a single season with a single player. Like it's just not big enough. The, the variance is too high. There's no consistency to those trends. Like let's just be smart about it. We're not giving you bullshit sample sizes on the favorites. <laughs> I mean, I will, if anyone gets, has a good sample and it's small, but it's winning, send it my way. I'm not like Chad. I'll never shoot you away. I just want winners. I'm a fucking purist. <laughs> you are. Okay. Uh, do we like the Jets enough at seven and a half to put them in the contest? I would. Again, who knows I what think, can change again? If I think wake, I would too. If I wake up Sunday morning and it's like 90% of the bets and 90% of the tickets are on the Jets and it's still sitting there at seven and a half. Yes, people. There's no way me and Chad will have it in our contest. But if it's come down a little bit, like again, what I'm hoping to see, which means professional money's coming on the Jets. That's that's what I'm looking for here. Because right now, I haven't heard that many pros on the Jets. It feels like they got their money last two weeks and they're just going to sit this one out where I think there's still value here on fate in this Green Bay team. I'm so nervous about it. Uh, I have my sports book app open right now here in the state of Connecticut uh, where it's legal and I see the seven and a half and I, I'm having a hard time pulling the trigger. This is the moment of truth. And I actually can't, <laughs> you know what? I can't do it right now. <laughs> Isn't that I mean, weird? That's, that's how I feel every week. I bet on the Jets. That's just that feeling of the betting the Jets. It's I'm so uncomfortable <laughs> doing it right now, but we'll leave it in the contest for now. Um, uh, the other game I think we got to talk about is the Jags against the Colts. There we go. Yeah, I, I loved it. We were hoping to get the three. We both betted at two and a half. Again, I was going to really lay in big money on this one if they got the three. It never did. Once again, the pros came in. It's back down to two, back down to one and a half at some books. No surprise. It's just this This is definition of a pick em game. The Jaguars are the more talented team. What they do well on defense is exactly what the Colts want to do on offense. The Colts want to run the ball. Guess what? The Jags are one of the best run defenses on football this year. So, bam, we, we just turned them into one-dimensional. Matt Ryan needs to be stepping back passing. That's what you want. Again, the Colts team – they might somehow make the playoffs this year because like I don't know how they're two two and one. It's one of the more insane things that's happened this season, other than the Giants being four and one. Um, I, I, I maybe I'm getting blind, like Chad said. Maybe we're blind to our Jaguars love, but I know a lot of pros that love this number. I love the right when it came out too with the Jaguars team that just played terrible uh, last week. Should have covered against the Eagles. They didn't. Right? They had four turnovers. So. I, I do think we're getting a nice buy low position here. And the fact that people are betting the Colts just because they won last week and they think they're a better team than the Jaguars is just, again, that's just the public not really knowing what they're betting on. So I do think we're getting a good number and an automatic play in the contest will be the Jaguars. Yep. Uh, as usual, Simon, as it comes down to it, we're betting on uh, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, you know, Smith, <laughs> We're, we're, we're betting on the Saints. We don't know who the fuck is playing quarterback there. Yep. Um, <laughs> and uh, we like Atlanta. Uh, so we got four that we feel relatively good about. Five we feel relatively good about. Uh, I got one more game I want to bring up. I was going to say, the list of names you just read off, that's the, the list of names you read when someone's 72% for the season in the contest. Right. That's how we've been winning, just ugly yep. quarterbacks. So one more game I want to bring up. And then I do want to talk about the Bills and the Chiefs. Uh, the Denver Broncos, five and a half at the Chargers. 
I don't know how you don't bet the Broncos here. Do we put it in the contest? I don't know, but the Chargers are not that good of a team and they're getting the benefit of the doubt. If everyone loves their roster, everyone was high on them before the season. The Broncos just consistently playing terribly, but you've got two coaches that you can't count on and you got about two points, two and a half points of value to me um, in this game. I feel like you have to bet the Broncos. Yeah, maybe I'm way off here. I made it a way bigger number just because Russell Wilson got that surgery this past week. I, I just can't let that be a no big deal. Like, that's a big deal. It's a surgery, and he's going to turn around and play a game seven days later. Um, we saw how a major injury affected Herbert, right? He did not look right until a couple of weeks after that injury. It's These guys are human. Like, as much, as much crap they want to shoot him up with, that's, that's real pain. So I got no position on it. I told you, a bunch of guys had the same view as you, Chad. They said, who the hell? Or the Chargers be getting this many points against a divisional foe. Um, no, no, no read for me on this one. Like I, I wanted to bet the Chargers. I like the Chargers on the simple fact that this Broncos team is kind of reeling here. But like you just said, it's it's a hard position to do. And I really want to take a home fa- home divisional favorite on a Monday night game where all the money and all the tickets are coming in on the Chargers. It's just not going to be a winning side usually for me. But um, we'll be split on that one, Chad. You can take your Broncos. I'll fade them uh, another week. I'll, I'll let Russ see if he can finally look right because as much as people want to blame the surgery, he missed a wide open guy on that slant route to win the game against um, the Colts last week. That had nothing to do with his shoulder. That was all mental. And that's my issue with him right now. He just seems like he's mentally broken as well. Aren't we all a little bit mentally broken, Simon? <laughs> no, this is me flying high. Phillies. One and one in the series, Eagles five and oh. I mean, life is good. Uh, last game to talk about, and then we still we've we've nailed our big ball, so we got to do a money line underdog parlay, of which there could be many this week because yeah, so we like many. so many dogs. Um, uh, Chiefs Bills. I it, it's another game. I don't have a strong opinion on it. I might not even bet it until we get to the game. <laughs> I took it as soon as a three popped. I took it, but again, books limited didn't get anything crazy now maybe five figures it's like i, I would i was hoping that it was going to stay up there for a minute and as soon as i took a little taste at a couple of different books it wasn't even too, like i don't know two hours the, the line was back down at two and a half they know what they have here the books the public is going to be all over the chiefs the, again i say it every every time the pros win six percent of the time 40 percent of the time the public wins that's my hardest part i'm trying to do a balance act here i can't always blindly fade the public I got to take it. Like, I just – I look at this line. It's just like the Chiefs – Mahomes is 7-0-1 as a, as a dog. He's never been a home dog in his entire career. Again, all these, all these reasons, this is why pros like the Bills here. They're like, you think the books are just giving you free money here? I know they're not, but it's kind of – Mahomes is the unicorn. Like, the guy breaks a lot of these rules. Um, I don't know what to do with it other than the fact that I, I again, I believe the Bills are the number two best team in the AFC. I've had it coming to the year and all offseason. I had the Chiefs rated as my number one team. And even when they lost Tyree Kill, I still did. It's the simple fact that it's just Mahomes has had the number against Josh Allen. I know Josh Allen got the best of them last year, but then we saw what happened. Like the playoffs came around, wherever the ball lasts, that's who won. It's just these guys are very evenly matched. I'm getting dog points at home. We know how hard it is to play at Arrowhead. I, I can't not take the Chiefs. I just, like Chad said, I don't know if I can put them in our contest because it's like scary as hell going against Josh Allen. It's it's one of the worst feelings. That Miami game, 
took a year off my life. Like them, and how all think about all the things that need to happen for us to cover and win that number against Miami against the Bills. Like all that stuff you need to beat Josh Allen. It's just one of those games. Everyone's gonna bet on it. Everyone's gotta take a side. We're all going to be kind of washing it with one eye closed because it's just so painful going against Mahomes or Josh Allen. They're just – they're simply the best. So no, so no play on the Panthers? You don't even want to put that one in? Think about putting it in? No, because I think the Rams are going to kill them. Dude, the Rams are fucking bad. The Rams are, are bad. All right, you know what? Bad. And you, you love the Panthers coming in. The Panthers just literally – it's as if they had 200-pound tumors on their body, the coach and the quarterback. They cut it off. But against a Rams team that – I don't know if you saw the injury report. Cooper Cup. Bad ankle. Aaron Donald, bad ankle. That's huge. Like, that's – let's say they got four all-stars on their team. That's two of them right there. So, just anyone listening, that's something to monitor to me. Like, that's a game on Sunday. I don't want people to be shocked if me and Chad had the Panthers in there. If Cooper's out, automatic yeah. play. I don't care who the hell – they can have a, tr- a freaking trash can literally playing quarterback for Carolina. I'll play it. It's just whatever to me. As soon as you take away the only guy that's working right now for the Rams – that's got to be an autoplay. But I'm with you, Chad. Like, this spot play-wise should be the Rams. But fuck, man. They got a lot of issues. All right. So we'll talk about that one on Sunday. Uh, reminder, you can follow the picks that we uh, that we play in the Action Network app. It's free. It's award-winning. Download it now. Follow the Faves 5. You can follow the Favorites podcast for our Foxhole, which is Saints plus two, where our Simon Says, which is Atlanta plus five and a half, our exact decision, which is, which is Cleveland minus three, our big balls bet of the week, which is Steelers plus eight and a half. <laughs> Survivor, we decided on Rams on Tuesday. Yeah. So maybe we want to well, rethink We said that right Rams or Bucks. And I got another one if you want to throw it in there. Uh, Lamar Jackson, 12 and 0 career against the NFC. If you, you still got the Ravens, you want to use them here, don't hate it. All right. Rams, Bucks, or Ravens for Survivor. Before we go, we got to do the Moneyline Underdog Parlay. And because we respect our new listeners who are listening live on AMP, someone actually had a question for us about Tennessee, Alabama this weekend. And so we'll weigh in on that at the end. First, Simon, give us a Moneyline Underdog Parlay. First one, no-brainer. Everyone knew we'd take it. Dolphins against the Vikings. Who, who the hell are the Dolphins? I don't care if it's a third stringer or a Teddy. If I don't play the number, I'm definitely playing the money line uh, just because this is such a bad spot for a 4-1 and one Vikings team that's a little fraudulent. So I'll take that one on the money line. I wanted the Jaguars. There's no value there anymore, so I'll just throw it away. Uh, give me the Jets. Give me Atlanta. Give me the Saints. Give me the Seahawks. To me, they're all good dogs. The Chiefs, I really wanted to do it. I'm telling you, Chad, I'm scared. I, I feel more comfortable taking the three for some reason than I do taking the money line because um, I can see this game coming down to a field goal. But every other game, I just see outright winners. Like the Jets won. No one would be shocked if they somehow beat the Green Bay anymore. Like I, I would – this was crazy me two, three weeks ago. But now you just look on paper and it's just like one team is completely going the other way. Um, and again, years catch up to these teams. We see it all the time. Teams can re, rebuild in the drafts while the other team goes the other way. It's a nice look right now with um, this Jets team. So I like it. The, the only one that I'm scared about, Chad, I would say is Miami, right? We're betting a third stringer to win outright, but it's just kind of law of averages. The, 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 the Vikings team, does anyone think this team is a 12-5 and five team? No. They, they feel more like a 10-7, and 11-6 kind of team. So we're going to try to steal a couple wins from this Vikings team as we go along here. Miami, the Jets, Atlanta, 
Saints, Seattle. It's weird to me that you were only able to get barely get five figures down, not too much on the Chiefs at plus three. I got I got mid five figures down because I told you I up my <laughs> unit size. Uh, mid five figures on the Saints at plus two before that number moved. But hey, sometimes we're just playing different games. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> What's your take on Tennessee, Alabama, Mr. Simon Hunter? I will tell you right now, Colin Wilson, who uh, co-hosts the Big Bets on Campus podcast. Everyone should listen to it uh, with our friend Stucky. That's our college podcast. You can watch Stucky, Colin, and uh, Brett McMurphy on Saturday mornings, Big Bets on Campus college football preview show he likes and i forgot uh, our scooch roulette but i'll get to that in a second colin says this is entirely about bryce young and whether or not he plays if he does it's bama if he doesn't it's the under tennessee can defend the rush they can't defend good passing simon but you have a hot take on this yeah it's a no-brainer pick i feel like he shouldn't be even he shouldn't even care who's the quarterback for bama you just take bama here every time if you got bama as a seven-point favorite right and everyone and their grandmoms coming in heavy on a number that they're hanging without even knowing the quarterback's going to be. And then they bump it to minus seven and a half for Bama. Come on. You just got to bet this every time. So I don't I don't have any type of trends or data backing up taking Bama in this spot. But I can tell you in my lifetime, I always win taking Bama in this spot. I mean, just last year, man, I forget if it was um, – it might have been, it might have been the SEC championship game or it might have been – yeah, I think it was. It was, it was Bama-Georgia. Georgia was getting 80% of the money, 80% of the bets. Bama was getting no love. I think Bama beat them by like 20. Like it's just – in these positions, you're getting Bama where people are down on them. You're down on Nick Saban, and the, the percentage of all the money is coming in on public dog. You just always take Bama here. So I knew a couple of guys that already hit the number at seven with Bama. They still like it at seven and a half. Their, their view of it is you take this up to ten and a half. I'm not saying they think Tennessee are frauds, but that's just – kind of the word around the college world right now it's like is Tennessee as good as they've looked or they've just had good matchups against teams that are just not that good where we know what BAM is they're the cream of the crop you want to do a scooch let's do some scooch roulette when all hope is lost all that's left is relief let's play scooch roulette I don't want to double dip so I'll try to do something we haven't done give me Seattle I'll do, I'll ah. do a, a beautiful home dog. I don't need the three. I'll take the two and a half for Scooch. All right. I'll take the Saints. I don't need the two. I'll take the one and a half. And then just so everyone knows, me and Chad, all the live listeners, we are going head to head tonight. He's taking the Bears. I am on the Commanders. No. Yeah, I am. I saw a whole report that like a Wentz might have a torn like labor or something like that. Love it. Give me the Commanders. This is this is when you want Carson when he's hurt because he'll just hand the ball off. Hopefully, Carson Wentz has a torn labrum. Uh, Logan Thomas <laughs> is out. Jahan Dotson is out. I am a little nervous about this for the live listeners. The, the the numbers moved from Bears minus one to Commanders minus one. I worry that's sharp money. Yeah, it's just a better my, team on paper. Yeah, and then my fandom, like all the theories we have about betting the Steelers, they also apply to the Commanders. Yeah. So um, I am a little bit worried about it. But you know what? I'll be watching it. And when I turn on the lights for the video to record our podcast today, you know what I was thinking? I fucking love football and I can't wait for Thursday night football and I can't wait for the bears. And I don't care if it's as bad as last week's game with the Broncos and whoever they played, I'm going to watch every second of it. Don't forget people again, live listeners unders when the total is 38 or lower since 2007 and one toward the under Ugh. small sample. Chad loves small samples, small sample, small, irrelevant <laughs> sample. All right. 
This has been the Favorites Podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman. He is Simon Hunter for our amazing producer, Matt Mitchell, who got us live on AMP today for the first time, as well as managing the rest of the machinery to get the podcast rolling. He is the best. You can download us from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. Rate, review, subscribe, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Until next time, love you.